Greetings to everyone in the name of Jesus. Greetings to everyone in the name of Jesus. Top of the morning to you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I am Rachel Niagara coming to you again. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Amen. On this morning. It is the four o'clock hour. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And I tell you what, we are so elated and so delighted. Okay. To be coming together again in unity and in strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for being who you are, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Father, for being worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the adoption in, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that we are your sons. Thank you that we are your daughters, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, we don't take it lightly and we don't take it for granted. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the word that you have given us on today. Lord, the word, Lord God, that you will speak on today. Lord God, through me, your messenger. Lord, through me, your yielded vessel. Lord, I just appreciate you for those that will come into the live. Lord, those that will listen later. Lord, I just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the bread. Lord God, this bread. Lord, thank you for a rhema word. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for going before every heart, every mind, Lord God, every soul, every spirit. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just appreciate you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Thank you for going before us this day. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord God, that you, Lord, will continue to order our steps in your word. Lord God, for this is your will. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus and so saints, we're going to talk about something that might seem a little simple, but uh, it's very, very, very necessary. Amen. Very, very, very necessary. Uh, this word comes uh, from a song that the Lord had given me, which is, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back. No turning back. Amen. And so this is the the word that the Lord had given me on today. Have you decided to follow me? Amen. Have you decided to follow me? I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. No turning back. No turning back. We're going to go to, let's start with Matthew 419 real quick. And this is, this is a, a word that we all we're all going to have to have amen uh before we stand before the lord because if we don't get the follow if we don't get the follow right everything else is messed up amen if we don't get the right definition and the right understanding and the right concept all right of the word follow then we just might as well hang up our coats now 
and hang up our hats now and go ahead on and just have a good time out there because there's no sense in, you know, living and walking this walk if we're not going to do it by faith, right? And nobody said that it would be easy. And nobody said that we wouldn't have bloopers and blunders on the way. Amen. But to have it purposed in our hearts that, you know, I can't wait for the next blooper or blunder. You know, that's that's something totally different. Amen. Uh, yeah, that's something totally different. Um, 18 says, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Okay. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. He said unto them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Follow me, he said, and I will make you, okay, a fisher of man. Amen. Okay, so listen to verse 20. It's very interesting. After 19, it's interesting to see uh, all the way and through the text of scriptures. Interesting to see. All right. Um. What happens after Jesus after Jesus speaks? Sometimes, hold on just a minute. Sometimes, you know, um, good things happen. Sometimes people have people get mad after Jesus speaks, you know. Other times people are enlightened after Jesus speaks. Other times people are inspired. Right? The woman at the well, she was inspired. After Jesus spoke, she was inspired. She ran and told everybody, come see a man, right? The Pharisees, oftentimes, they were mad, right? They were mad after Jesus spoke, okay? The things Jesus said made the Pharisees mad, all right? And we had inspired, we had uh, the anger, and then enlightenment. Jesus, after Jesus spoke, most oftentimes the disciples were enlightened. Amen. So the disciples were enlightened. Okay. Uh, those of a sin-like nature, okay, that's, that's out in the street and don't know they need a Savior, but once they come across the Savior, now they are, uh, they are, uh, inspired. Inspired. And then we have the enlightened, the, the disciples, the inspired, those that, hey, I didn't even know I needed the Lord, but now I understand that I do. And then we have those that get angry, right? And that is the the Pharisees, all right, Pharisees. Um, yeah, so we have all different types of people. Jesus was a fisher of man. Uh, anytime you ever go fishing, uh, those of us that, go or have went or have been know how to do it uh you catch certain things you can catch fish all right and that is the goal to catch fish but you can catch other stuff too you, did you know that you can catch uh a shrimp uh-huh you can catch uh you can catch trash yes you can catch trash 
You can catch shoes. You can catch uh debris. You can catch all type of stuff while while fishing. Amen. But the Lord says, I will make you a fisher of men. Although if all the things I just named could really relate to some people. Amen. Some people they have a trust like nature, which is, hey, dump all the gossip in on me. Hey, let me let me tote it all. I just love gossip, right? So that's like a trash can, right? Dump all that stuff on me. I love to hear it. Bring me back some more tomorrow, right? And then the shrimp, okay, they eat up what? Uh they eat their bottom feeders. The shrimp are bottom feeders, so they eat up uh feces and they eat up, I guess, uh they keep the sea clean, right? Or wherever they are, the ocean. They're bottom feeders. And sometimes you can find that bottom feeder in people. People can be bottom feeders. Amen. So again, all people, people come and people come. The Lord says, I'll make you a fish or a man, but it doesn't always mean, okay, that it's going to be the fish that's going to follow. Amen. Uh, it could be a fish, uh, and you know, it could be a fisher of man. That man could be maybe a shrimp. All right. That man could be a boot. Okay, that man could be uh, a boot. What's a boot? Okay, a boot spirit. All right, what's a boot? A boot is anybody can wear me. Put put your foot in me and wear me. It doesn't matter. Uh, this wind and doctrine come. Hey, we're going with this. That wind and doctrine come. Hey, we're going with that. Anybody can put their foot in me and wear me. And the Lord is like. I'm not looking for a vessel, okay, that's going with every wind and doctrine. Why? Because I made you in my image. And because I made you in my image, that means I'm the only one that should be able to wear you. Amen. I'm the only one that should be able to wear you. And so with that being said, we have so many, they have the boot spirit. Amen. Everybody can wear me, right? Everybody can wear me. And that's not, that's not such a good idea. Amen. And so, yeah. So Jesus said, follow me. All right. I'll make you a fisher of man. Okay. So then most people are like, you know, it's, it's, let's, let's, let's do it. Amen. Most people are like, let's do it. And then others, they're saying, let's do it. But they haven't counted up the cost. Amen. And it's very, 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 very important to to count up the cost. Amen. And so this is why we're talking about following the Lord and what it takes. Because just because and, and I love the examples in the scripture that the Lord has given us on today, because we can read it instead of me telling you. We can read the attitudes of different ones and you can see that it relates to today as well. That same attitude back in the day, it relates to today as well. And this is another reason why people are against the scriptures. You know why? Because it is, it's a direct mirror of these times. It's a direct mirror of the attitudes that people have on today. It is a mirror, saints. It really is. It's a mirror. Amen. The mirror reflection. And so with that being said, you know, we have to, just uh uh keep our prayer life amen we have to always 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 mm, check the mirror of the word to see are we found in the way because there's so many ways out there and we don't want to be found on the wrong path some people say is it that serious it really is i'm telling you the bible says that 
if the if it's, if the righteous scarcely make it in, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? Do you know what the word scarcely means? All right, because sometimes we feel like uh and I say it all the time that the Lord he doesn't re- he doesn't say anything um and don't mean it. Like the things that are in the word of God, they're not in there just for no reason or just to make up you know, wordings to make the Bible think. That's not why they're there. Amen. Scarcely. Okay, so we have the word scarcely. And it says only, just, and this word, these words, almost not. Almost not. Do you understand? Do you understand why we don't have room for pride? Do you understand why we don't have room for arrogance, haughtiness, and high-mindedness? Because the Bible say it, if the righteous scarcely make it in, scarcely, almost not, almost not. So if the righteous, not self-righteous, but God's righteousness, if we scarcely make it in, those of us that it don't take all that, that's just too much. If we scarcely make it in, then where do the sinner and the ungodly appear? It goes back to the camel, okay, trying to go through the eye of a needle. If the righteous scarcely make it in, the sinner and the ungodly are not going to make it in. What does scarcely mean? Almost not. Barely. Hardly. So the, so the, 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 we are walk nation. Amen. We're the remnants. Uh, I, I, I looked up walk, um, one, uh, a couple podcasts ago. And if I'm not mistaken, it was in the Bible, like 400 and something odd times, right? And, and because it's in the Bible that much, that's, that means something to the Lord. Amen. Walk. And believe it or not, I w- I'm trying to look this. There it is. 413 times. All right. 413 times the word walk is in the Bible. And that's give or take one or two. Right. Give or take one or two. I'm going to go back again, Lord's willing, and count again. All right. And see. But what the number I got was 413 times. All right. We are a nation that walks. Amen. 413 times we are a nation that walks. All right. And so with that being said. Hang on just a second. 413 times. Yes. 413 times. Walk nation. All right. And so with that being said, you know, we got to know how to do it right. Yeah, I just I'm 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 just not one that wants to be down here doing it wrong. It's just this is not me. It's just not me. It's just not. And I pray that's not you. Amen. Because like God, God, God understand. God gonna set me how I am. God understand. See, sometimes we get it we get it misconstrued. Amen. Because the Lord is like, yeah, I understand in this little baby phase, but me and you me and you about to walk. Did you count up the calls first? 
Did I tell you that you had to leave the world behind to follow me? Did I tell you that you had to make hard decisions? Did I tell you that as soon as you make up your mind to follow me, all the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places are going to start to fight you? Did I tell you that following me is going against the grain and that takes work? It takes a dedication. It takes a mindset. Did I tell you to follow me? You had to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, who thought in our Robert to be equal with God, but took upon himself the form of a servant and became a man. Did I tell you this? Well, if you didn't know, I'm allowing my servants to tell you that this is what it costs. And if you're not willing to pay the price, then just go ahead on and have a good time while we pay the price. But I'm just letting you know that in the end, Revelation, I'm telling you that this earth is going to pass away. And all these beautiful buildings you see, they're going to be like brimstone and ashes because I'm going to destroy the world with fire. When you hear the word global warming and they're trying to find out how to correct global warming, does, does it echo in our minds any that the Lord said he was going to destroy this world with fire? This seems like it's the beginning of mom going in. She's in labor. So is the global warming, is that a labor pain, right? Is this global warming a labor pain? Is this something that we need to, instead of us trying to find a, a reason or trying to find a, a something to to, uh, I guess, counteract global warming. Maybe, maybe we should understand that this is a labor pain, right? Because the Lord says, I'm going to destroy the world with fire. But because we have scientists and we have governmental uh, staff and we have even uh, uh, religions and religious people, we believe that because we have all of these uh, formulas that have been made and all these different things that we can pretty much determine when this earth is over and when it's not. And we can't. The Lord sit in the heavens and laugh because we're so sometimes intelligent until we're stupid. So when he says, follow me, okay, I want you to follow me. This is something that he really means. Amen. And when he says count up the cost, he means that as well. But there is a bright side. The bright side is life, joy, peace, uh, everlasting. These things are everlasting. And we can even take part in them now through trials, tribulations, circumstances, persecutions we still can take joy in the peace that surpasses all understanding we still take joy in life and peace right we still take uh joy and tranquil tranquility we still we still have these things amen and so here jesus said follow me and i'll make you fishers of man so what did he say after that and first before we before we look up he is he's really on it this morning. I like it. All right, so let's look up another word. Um, yeah, let's look up another word. Let's look up follow. All right. Follow. Okay, she's on it too. Follow means to go or come after. All right, to go or come after. Follow. Come after in time or order. Come after in time. 
or order. So to follow, it said, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. All right. So they straightway, this is what they did after he spoke. Now, after Jesus speak, I want you to, you don't have to answer this out loud, but it's a rhetorical question. What do you do when Jesus speak? When Jesus speak, what, what is it that you do? When Jesus says, just say through his messenger today, when Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men, what is your response? Well, some responses is I'm already following him. As a matter of fact, most responses is I'm already following him, right? I'm already following him. But today, okay, we're going to determine, are we really following Jesus? Or is that something that's been in our mind, right? Are we really following him? Or is this something that has been in our mind? This podcast, this podcast comes, all right, to make sure. And when I say this podcast comes, I'm saying the, the food, the, the bread that the Lord gives me to put in this podcast to go in the ears of people that I love so much. All right. To go in your ears. Okay, this word, it's foundation. But the question is, what do we do when we hear it, right? Do we say, hey, that was another good word? Do we say same old, same old stuff? Do we say, Lord, thank you and, you know, help me to do what it takes? What do we say? What do we say? Um, there are many that have tried to give people an out and it can, it's a, it's a carnal, it's a carnal move, saints. It's a carnal step to try to give people an out. Why? Because when we're carnally minded, we mind the things of the carnal realm. And in the carnal realm, we tend to care more about the feelings of people rather than if I'm going to make heaven my home or or hell my home, you understand? So in the carnal realm, we care about the carnal person. But that person that you look at, those babies that we see, the elderly people that we see, the middle-aged people that we see, the young adults that we see, all right, newborn babies that we see, Everybody that's deemed a human being that we see has a spirit and a soul. And these things are not carnal. Okay. The soul is not carnal. All right. It's an eternal thing. And if we, when we, when we go into the spirit realm, this is when because the carnal mind is an enmity to God. That's an enemy. All right. The carnal mindset. Okay. An enmity. Let's see. So saints, this is, this is a commercial. All right. 
And I'm not gonna forget because I looked up the word. All right. Enmity. So this is a little this is a little commercial. So do I noticed that Google, right? Google knows. <laughs> Google knows it is still a four o'clock hour. Google knows when on my devices, and I use quite a few of them. On my, I have with me four now. On my devices, Google knows that I'm always looking up. Glory be to God. This this little commercial is still glory to God. Okay, Google knows that early in the morning that I'm looking up spiritual stuff. Okay, so, so like I can put in like like I just put in e n right now. How many e n words is there in the English dictionary? E n. All right, energy. You know how how many e n words I put in e n and enmity pop right up. You know what I'm saying? And not just then. But it's like other days. I just noticed that Google, you know, it, and I know it's because of maybe the search engine that is going to give you things that you're, you're normally looking up. Those things pop up. And I'm, that is a praise. That's a, that's a praise break right there. Amen. Because you can take this same device and it could be just as evil because sometimes the carnal mind can be the carnal mind is evil it's an enmity to god all right and because the carnal mind is an enmity to god it'll take these same devices and use them for why the enemy wants us to use them which is to is to get into all type of uh stuff you know gossip and slander and you know just all type of things the enemy wants us to use these devices for those measures, amen. But that was just a little, it's, it's funny to me that I put in EN and enmity pop right up. But anyway, we're gonna read when, when, when I say that the carnal mind is an enmity to God, that sounds bad, right? And it's like, okay, well, I don't really need a carnal mind because it's an enmity, but what is an enmity? So we can understand to the fullest what is enmity. enmity. Okay, listen to this. It's an enmity. The carnal mind, the the mind we have, is an enmity to God. What is enmity? The state or feeling of being actively. Now, do we don't? I'm not gonna look up the word actively because we're not gonna make this a a a, a um definition podcast. But we know what actively mean. Actively means you are. It's still in process. All right. It ain't died back with the Old Testament. No, this is actively. All right. It's still in process. Okay. When you have someone in the army and they're active, they're they're active. It means you might be at home, but you're still in the army. And if we call you, you're active enough to I don't care if it's your birthday party. You're going to leave and come to where we are. Right. Actively. You and I. The same difference. I don't care where you are, what you're doing. If the Lord says, hey, I need a vessel to come over here because there's a woman at the well actively. Hey, y'all, I'll I'll be back. Lord's willing, but I have to go over here and do something. The Lord want me to do something actively in the army of in the army of God actively. All right. We are active. OK. In the assignments and things that the Lord told us to do 
actively doing these things. And enmity, okay, is the state or, or feeling of being actively opposed. So the corner mind is a, is an enmity, okay, against God. So the corner mind actively opposes God. The carnal mind, an, another a definition for enmity, is hostile. Okay, so the carnal mind is hostile against God. You ever heard people speak against the word of God? They're hostile individuals. And most oftentimes, they know the word. And because they know what's in the word, their, their carnal mind, their flesh, it don't agree with the word. So then they become hostile towards you because you still, they know that you still are connected to life. They still believe in the word. They still have that lifeline. So now, because I'm in the carnal, I'm fleshly. I want, I need to be hostile toward these individuals because they still have a chance at life. I didn't really, I want life, right? But I didn't really appreciate everything that was connected to it because I kind of got when he said follow me I kind of misconstrued that a little bit and thought that he meant that I can take all this baggage with me and he looked back and told me all that ain't going because when I say run you can't run with all that when I say duck you can't duck with all that when I say stop when I say leave it you're not going to be able to leave it so either you make your decision right now Follow me and I'll make you fishes of man. So what did they do in verse 20? And they straightway left their nets. Do you know what the word net is? Do you know that net and gross or some people say gross net and gross are on our checks when we get paid? What is your net pay? What is your gross pay? So these men straightway left their nets and followed him. What does that mean for me and you? Like literally, they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with, Ze- with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. So, in, in Matthew here, in the scriptures is showing us the sacrifices that these men made in order to follow. But me and you, is it different for us? Okay, do we feel like these are sacrifices that we have to make or is it just them? Do we have to make sacrifices or is it just them? I don't believe it's just them. Amen. I don't believe it's just them. These are not sacrifices that just they had to make. We have to make sacrifices as well. Amen. These one, some left their nets. Okay. And then he went on 
still being a fisher of man. See, he told in verse 20, he told, so it is the, what time is it? It is the four o'clock hour and like, you know, there is no need for calls during four o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, straightway, they left their nets, okay, and followed him. So my question is, what would you do in order to follow the Lord? Amen. Is there any sacrifices? Many people walk around and tell us we don't have to make no sacrifices in order to follow the Lord. They walk around and say, Jesus finished it all, and so you fancy free to do whatever you want to do. That's not true. Amen. Don't let these people deceive you. Amen. They don't have the proper teaching on what follow really means. All right. They don't really understand the seriousness of what follow really means. And furthermore, they really don't understand that the Bible says the righteous scarcely, scarcely, all right, the righteous scarcely almost not make it in all right so with that being said none of us have room for pride none of us none of us have room to be walking around to my jesus did it all so i don't have to do nothing none of us have room to say that that is a foolish individual all right so he said follow me and i'll make you fish to men so straightway okay these two, they left their father, um, and they left mending their nets. All right. Okay. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And and now Jesus has spoken again. All right. Jesus has spoken again. Jesus called them. All right. Jesus called them. And now that he's spoken again, I love to see what happens after Jesus has spoken. All right. After he spoke, verse 22, and they immediately. They immediately. Left the ship and their father and followed him. Immediately. Left the ship and their father and followed him. So on yesterday, we were saying... Thank you all for joining the live. Yes, and we love you so much. Yesterday, we were saying that, you know, we have, that you, we have to count up the cost. What is it that we're willing to leave behind to follow the Lord? I mean, it sounds detrimental. It sounds harsh. It sounds, it sounds bad, doesn't it? But we have to make decisions that that sometimes don't feel good. We do. Walk is in the Bible 413 times. All right. 413 times. 
Um, you want to give your life to Jesus? Well, that's a blessing. I tell you what, you um, you can email me or you can tune in, follow, uh, hit follow on the channel, and you can follow the podcast. And we are headed that way. Amen. We're headed that way. You can tune in. There are podcasts that we've done in the past. And you can go back and listen to those as well. And um, but yeah, you can email me. Uh you can email me at she's a forerunner at gmail.com. <clears throat> four spell F O R E runner with two N's. She's a forerunner at gmail.com. All right. If uh, you really want to give your life to the Lord, you can email me there and then we can talk. Amen. In the name of Jesus. But that's a blessing. It's the best decision that you can make. Yes, yes, yes. It's the best decision. Amen. That you can make. Amen. Because I tell you what, this life, everything we see is going to pass away. Every single thing we see is going to pass away. But God's word, what we're teaching right now. His word is the only thing that's going to stand. Amen. And because we're living in flesh, sometimes we can feel like this flesh is going to be around forever. Even though we see people die every day. We go to funerals. We hear about funerals with people that we knew they're gone on. Even though all of these things occur, sometimes we can still feel like we're going to be here forever. And it's a trick of the enemy. This body is not Going there's a song that says, "There's a leak in this old building, and my soul has got to move. My soul has got to move. Oh, my soul has got to move." Said, so "There's a leak in this old building, and my soul has got to move." To a building that made by man's hands, right? So if the building is going to leak, <laughs> it's best for me and you to have a place to go when the building start leaking. Amen. Because many people in their minds, people, they people have yoga. People have all type of meditation uh, exercises that have nothing to do with the Lord. And because they use this same imagination to conjure up a place that they're probably going to be going back to the water. When they die, they're going to go back to space. When they die, they're going to become a fish. When they die, they're going to, you know, be a star in the sky. When they die, they, people conjure up all type of things in their minds about when they leave here. But the, the word of God is staying strong. And the truth is in the word. But because flesh is an enmity to God, it hates God. It's hostile to God. And the Lord said, I am my word and my word is me. This is why people come against the scriptures. Because it's the only thing that stands when everything else passes away, including this body. This body is not going to be here forever. So it's best to make sure we have a place. That we can go that is of peace and of joy and of everlasting life with Abba Father. Amen. And that is the best decision that you've made. Amen. This to, to give your life to the Lord. Okay. Jesus said, and it's amazing that you came into the chat. Because we're talking about when Jesus told him, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But first, there has to be a following. 
Amen. You have to follow. Amen. And what was Jesus saying? I want you to follow the things that I'm saying to you. I follow my, my, my footsteps. Follow what I'm doing. Okay. Follow uh, having compassion on those, uh, that, that can't afford it. The poor. Follow with telling the rich. Your riches are not going to save you. Your money is not going to save you. Arrogance and pride is not going to save you. Amen. Um, entitlement is not going to save you. Tell the Pharisees, your title is not going to save you. How many scriptures you know is not going to save you. Okay, your clothing is not going to save you. Nothing about us is going to save us. The only thing that's going to save us is the word of God and forgiveness through Jesus Christ. That's it. My ability to sing, my ability to dance, my ability to preach, my ability to prophesy, my ability to witness, my ability to cast out devils, my ability to speak in tongues. is going to save us, but the word of God, the word of God, this is where it stands. And this is why the word is being fought so hard, because this is our lifeline. If Satan comes to kill, he comes to steal, he comes to destroy. And this is why he's here. And this is why, amen, he wants this word, even if even if you have preachers and teachers out there, and it seems like they're preaching the truth, but they're living something else, amen. But they have an appearance of being clean. They have the appearance of being righteous. They have the appearance of being holy. And it looks like, but they're holding the truth in all unrighteousness. They're unclean vessels. So this is why we have to get it. We got to get it while the getting is good. We have to work while it's day. For when night come, no man can work. Can I tell you that the ten virgins, five wise and five foolish, all of them slumbered and slept. All of them slumbered and slept. But can I tell you something? Five of them were sleeping with all. And five of them were not. So when we look around, we look around, we look around. And we say, Lord, what time is it? What is the time? What is the time of our visitation? Is this the time that everybody is slumbering and sleeping? Okay, well, since she's slumbering, I'm going to slumber. Since he's slumbering, I'm going to slumber. Pastor slumbering, I'm going to slumber. Uh, 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 bishop slumbering, I'm going to slumber. So I'll, I'm looking now. I'm looking. And they're slumbering. So I guess it's okay for me to slumber. But you don't know who's slumbering with oil. Because all of them slumbered and slept. But when the call came. The bridegroom is coming. The bridegroom is coming. Only five of them had enough oil to trim their lamps and to go out in the darkness to meet him. And the five foolish did not. He said, come and follow me and I will make you fishes of men. Another quick commercial break. I realize that this podcast has given an additional 20 minutes. Now, I know that some of you are cringing. <laughs> I know that some of you are cringing 
Okay, because okay, the podcast has given okay twenty additional minutes. I know that. Okay, I understand. <laughs> but there are some of you that are excited that we have 20 more minutes. Amen. We have 20 more minutes. Saints, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. And so some days, because I've gotten so used, okay, to uh, only going an hour or, or, or less, I've gotten so used to that. So if the Lord... In some of those times, I'm like, Lord, I, you know, I don't, um, I don't have enough time to finish the stuff that you said. Well, on those days, we're going to go ahead on and, and use those additional minutes. But then on the days where all of it's done in, in an hour, we're just going to let that be. Amen. I'm not, I might maybe sing some songs or something like that, but you know, I'm not just going to abuse it because it's there. <laughs> Amen. I, I, a lot of times when that happens, uh, people can start talking out of flesh. And I, that's, that's not something that I want to do. Amen. So with those additional 20 minutes, hallelujah. If, if we need them, we are definitely going to use them. If not, amen, then, you know, we'll, we'll see what the Lord does. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So when Jesus said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of man, it sounded good. And that was something in Jesus' voice. Baby, baby, can I tell you this? There was something in his voice when he said, come and follow me. His voice probably sounded like many waters, right? Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There was something in his eyes. Amen. Something about him. All right. Some, there was an assurity about him. When he can look at somebody, a man. Now, I'm not talking about no female because if you tell a female, come and follow me, I'll make you fishes a man. Baby, I've been trying to get off this job for, for three years. I've been trying to get off this job for a long time. <laughs> but, but if you tell a man this, most oftentimes he's the breadwinner. Amen. And if he's the breadwinner, okay, he's going to be more, uh, he's going to, he, most of the time he's going to think about it first because I got this to take care of, that to take care of. I have these people to take care of. And most of the time he's going to think about it. But females, uh, you know, maybe not so much. Now, but Jesus, he's talking to men. Okay, and the Bible says that these men, we're already on 47 minutes. Good God, time be flying sometimes. So these men were the ones that left their nets and followed. These men were the ones that left their father and mending their nets to follow. They left these things to follow. And it's just amazing how, you know, it's astounding. These are men. These are these are the backbones of the home, right? And ladies, I'm not saying that men are just the backbone because the female is just as much the backbone as the man is. Together, they're made one, right? 
but that man, he's mostly, he's the authority figure. That's, that is the authority figure there. And so Jesus told them, come and follow me and I'll make you fish a man. And they did it. Something about Jesus. Amen. There's something about Jesus. So it sounds good. Jesus comes all out here working. He says, come and follow me. This man seems different. He looks different. He walks different. He talks different. This man is different. I'm about to go and be a part of this, whatever it is. But we're going to go over to. Um, let's go to we're in five. Nope. We're going to go talk about. And I just know, I know I jotted this down. The rich young ruler. Because there are those that say, hey, Jesus, I want to follow you. But, you know, they have not counted up the cost. Amen. And when we don't count up the cost, many times we, we make a mistake. Okay. Many times we make a mistake. Uh, I thought I wrote that down somewhere. Let's see. Let's go to Mark 10. We make a mistake because we put our hand to the plow, which means, hey, I'm going to work for Jesus. But then we look back because we realize, hey, I, I want to take all that stuff with me. And he's like, no, you're not. To follow me, you have to leave that stuff behind and you'll find it again. But you're going to find it in righteousness. Amen. You're going to find it in holiness. You're going to find it in sanctification. And when the time comes, you're going to realize why I told you to be sanctified and set apart. Because when the on that great and terrible day, when the books are open, there's going to be a dividing there. And some are going to go to the left and some are going to go to the right. So you're going to be excited, happy, thrilled, blessed. To know that you went on and did your own dividing right now. Because I told you to. Right? You're going to be excited that you went on and did it. Because if you wait for me to do it, when you stand before me, that it's too late then. I told you to be sanctified and set apart. I told you to come out of the world. It doesn't mean that we're not in the world. We're just not of the world. And I told you that there was a difference between you and them. And I told you that you were peculiar. And I told you that you were a nation, my people, the children, my children. But did you receive that? Did you receive that? So here, all right, we're talking about on verse 17, Mark chapter 10. And he was gone forth into the way. There came one running. Now this man, and I always like to look back at this man. This man came running to Jesus. He came running to Jesus. And he kneeled. This man got, I'm talking about a man. I'm talking about a strong testosterone man. I'm talking about, I'm just as much a man as you is. I'm talking about a man man. Alright, this man came running to another man. This man kneeled down to him and asked him, saying, good master. So he called him master. He came running. He kneeled down and said, what should I do that I may inherit eternal life? That's a lot. And... It's not, it, I'm going to tell you why it's a lot. All of these things that I named, that's a lot. But it, that's not the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake is this man was rich. You don't find a lot of rich people that do this. Rich people running to you 
and kneeling down? Really? And then calling you master? Really? No, you don't see that today. Uh-uh, they don't do that. All right. So all of these things is, is, is something that looks impossible, but it's literally happening right here in the scriptures. It's literally happening. So he, he gone forth into the way and then there came one running, kneeled down to him and asked him, calling him good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, this is somebody that realized a little bit, he, he realized a little bit that all the riches that he had was not going to save him. And why do I say he realized that a little bit? Because with the rest of the scriptures is going to tell us why it was only a little. He only had a small comprehension that his riches weren't going to save him. If he really had the total understanding that his riches was not going to save him, he would have did what Jesus said. He would have did what Jesus said, but because the riches and things he had had such a strong hold on him, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So he says, what shall I do that I may have may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good, but one that is God. Now, in, in Jesus' defense in verse 18, he said, why are you calling me good? Now, why would Jesus stop? The man asked, what do I have to do it to inherit eternal life? Why would Jesus stop him in his tracks? Let's not talk about eternal life right now. Right now, let's talk about me. And let's talk about you. And why are you calling me good? Now, what was Jesus' stance in saying this? Well, you got a rich person running not not walking okay he didn't send a servant to you and ask you what do i have to do what do my master have to do to have eternal life no no he came and not just came but he ran up to you not just run up to you but he kneeled down on his knees to you and then he called you master rich he rich if you rich and i'm your master then, hey, baby, let's me and you roll because I got some stuff I need to take care of. It's good for you to hang with us. That's today. In today's time, that's what you see. Oh, you got money. Okay, yeah, yeah, come on. Let's, let's hang together because you shoot. I got stuff I got to take care of. And hey, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Why? Why, why, why do I want to keep you with me? Well, because you, you see me in a certain way. You call me master. You call me good. You see me, you see me in another light. So anything I need, you're there to purchase these things for me, right? So, yeah, let's hang out. But that was not Jesus. That's not why Jesus was here. You understand? That's not why he was here. No, this is no. I'm here for the soul of man. All right. So first, I'm going to make sure that nothing you said get in my flesh because you're rich. And because I know we're going to and fro in the land preaching the gospel. I know that I got the disciples with me. I called them off their jobs. So I know that I have to make sure that they eat too. Right. But I have to make sure that there is no pride found in me. I am the son of God. I have to make sure there's no arrogance found in me because you address me as good master. So I'm going to address this spirit right now. Why are you calling me good? Ain't none good but one. And that's God. 
Well, is it that serious? It's just that serious. Verse 19 says, Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. Now, verse 19, Jesus gave him a word of knowledge, whether we believe that or not. Jesus gave him, this man runs up to him out of nowhere, run up to him, kneel to him, ask him, good master, what should I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said, why are you calling me good? Furthermore, you already know the commandments. So now I'm dealing with a religious spirit. So Jesus, when the man ran up, Jesus already realized I'm dealing with a religious spirit. You know scripture. Now you're trying to flatter me with your mouth. Flatter me. Good master. What might I do that I may inherit? Now you're trying to flatter me. You're rich and religious. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not be- Don't run up to me like you, you need knowledge from me. Don't try to flatter me like you need knowledge from me. You already know. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Jesus had already told him. Jesus had already gave him a word of knowledge. You already know the commandments. Then the man's like, well, yeah, I know I knew all this from my youth. So why are you asking me? Then Jesus beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing thou lackest. Here we go. Go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou hast. And give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up thy cross, and follow me. And he was sad at the saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about. So after Jesus spoke, what happened? The man went away sad because he had a lot. So the man understood, okay, that my riches are not going to get me in the kingdom. But he really didn't understand that much because it had a strong hold on him. So when Jesus tell me and you tell us, follow me. Do we just understand just a little bit what that means? Or do we really understand that this is life and death? Those words follow me. It's literally life and death. Because this body is going to link. The bodies, the Lord made it this way. He made it where the bodies can only stay around for so long. The eternal the eternal soul has to go somewhere. Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Can I tell you something? 
when we say riches, we, we, we think about money. But it's not just money. Amen. When you can go to the store and say, hey, how you doing? Somebody else say, I'm good. How you doing? They say, I'm rich in love. Well, what does that mean? Oh, I have a bunch of kids and they love me. And, you know, my husband loved me or the wife love him. And they just feel like they're rich because they're, they have family around them and they have friends. And, you know, they can pick up the phone and call somebody and, hey, get this done and People in the town, people in the town love me. Oh, yes. Oh, you are rich. You might not have the finances, but you're rich in something. What is that richness for you? Oh, I'm rich in beauty. What is that richness for you? Oh, I just have, I'm, I'm a muscular man and I have fine looks and, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is that richness for you? Because the Lord says that it's hard, it shall be, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Now he was talking about here, he was talking about riches, riches, money, finances, alright? Stocks and bonds and Bitcoin, all that stuff, you know, rich people. But there are some things that we deem that is rich, right? And so, to make sure that we are, we know that we're a part of that scarcely, but to make sure at least we are a part of that scarcely, right? Because we don't want to be found uh, in the company of the sinner and the ungodly. Now, ungodly, you know, it, that's interesting that the Bible would differentiate the ungodly Okay, from the sinner. Isn't that something? He, there's a difference between the ungodly and the sinner. Ungodly. Ungodly. Okay. Um, from the sinner. I believe the ungodly is those, um, that know of God and they reject Him on purpose. They reject his word on purpose and they're ungodly. Their spirits are ungodly. You know what I'm saying? And then the sinner, I believe, is someone that might have a knowledge of God, but don't really have a knowledge of God. You know what I'm saying? I've heard of him, but I don't really know him and I haven't got to know him and I haven't inquired about him. And yeah, some people have told me about him, but I, you know, that doesn't, that, it doesn't interest me. I have other things to do. I have places to go. I have people to see. Sinners. Sinners deem other stuff more important than than a relationship with an eternal supreme being, our father, right? Sinners do. But an ungodly person, that's just, that's just, it sounds worse than a sinner, don't it? It doesn't sound worse than a sinner. Ungodly. Um, ungodly. It says irreligious or immoral. All right. Um. There it is. Blasphemous. A blasphemous person. Blasphemous, blasphemous person. Many people, they learn the word and they realize that this word don't agree with their flesh. And so then they start rejecting the word. And they start being ungodly on purpose. What does that mean? That means I know that God said 
um let's see ungodly what's a good um example i know that god said that i should love my neighbor as myself but when i see other people i I don't care i ain't finna i'm gonna love me i don't care what they do i'm gonna love me you know what i'm saying it's like an ungodly person i know what god has said and now my flesh is gonna go against what god has said an ungodly person you know what i'm saying a ungodly person um sacrilegious sacrilegious a profane person a heathen all right um immoral evil wicked all right depraved corrupt demonic this is what it all boils down to being demonic because the 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 devil is not going to come to us and say hi i'm the devil can i move in no he's not going to say that but he'll try he'll come on in with a spirit of ungodliness all right he'll come on in with a spirit of religion but these people they deny the power of god the power that god can change us from one person to another they deny the power of the change ain't no change what change the god changed me from going to the club now go to church that's a physical change but what type of spiritual change has god done has he done a spiritual change because he said they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth so in the spirit has there been a change in my spirit see so when we say I'm fine. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Okay. So in the decision to follow Jesus, do we really understand what that follow means? Because that follow means follow what i said in my word that follow means write this word up on the table of my heart so that you might not sin against me that follow means let this mind be in you which is also in christ who thought it not robbery to be equal with god right he took upon himself the form of a servant follow means let this mind be in you follow is the rebirth and a rebirth is a new creature the old things have passed away behold i am made new the newness comes with a change and it's not just a change in my whereabouts but it's a change in my spirit man because there are two spirits there's a spirit of the enemy and there's a spirit of God and it's up to us which one we allow to make their abode in us and whichever one we allow to make their abode in us to live in us when it's time to close our eyes for the last time whoseever spirit that is that was dwelling in the temple 
at that time, that is that because the spirit is a man and the soul a female, and she is going to have to follow, follow, excuse me, wherever that spirit man go. So if that spirit was a spirit of the enemy, he's going to hell. Ain't no questions about that. But the where our question is, is where where will my soul go? Well, the soul is going to have to follow that man, that spirit man. The soul is going to have to follow that spirit man. And if the spirit was Abba, then his spirit is automatically returned back to him. And the soul has to follow the spirit man. So. Who's living in you? And if it's the Lord, then obviously you're in a fight every day because the enemy comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And the enemy wants to kill that spirit inside of you so he can come and make his abode in. So every day. We war a good warfare against the enemy. Every day we're pulling down strongholds and casting down evil imaginations. Every day we're confessing things. Every day. Every day. Because it's a fight. If we allow a religious spirit to live in us, we feel like it don't take all that. All you got to do is just be like this and be like that. And uh-uh, that's a religious spirit. Because when the Lord said fight the good fight of faith, you thought he was just playing? So if, if Jesus said fight the good fight of faith, if the, if the words say fight the good fight of faith. But we say, because you know we intellectual, we say it don't take all that. All you got to do is repent and hey, you good. The five wise and the five foolish, every last one of them had vessels. But five had oil. And a lot of people believe that the oil is the scriptures. And they believe if I learn these scriptures, I got oil. Well, see, it don't work like that. Because when we really begin to put these scriptures on, trials and tribulations come to prove us. If we just run around saying scriptures and no trials and tribulations is coming to prove us and test is coming and we're having to pass or retake, pass or retake, then we're we're just spinning wheels. That's not the right follow. That's not the true follow. It looks like a follow, but it's not a follow. Because he said, if you suffer with me, you reign with me. You ain't got to suffer. Jesus suffered. You ain't got to suffer. That's not the right follow. That's not the right follow. If you were, if you were the king of everything, if you were the queen of everything, now granted, you got everything you, you everything you and everybody else in the world ever want. Okay. The king of everything. And you had people 
Now put yourself in it. Put now. I'm not saying put yourself in God's place, but just say in the world. All right. So you you're the king of of everything, and you had people that wanted to come and be a part, be all up on you, and be a part of your you know upper room experience, so to speak. And people just wanted to come around you, but you know you got all these assets and everything like this. Would you not have a system in place to screen, all right, to screen people that wanted to be all close up in your vicinity, all right? Would you not have um, a, 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 a system in place to screen folks? Um... And by screen, okay, it was by screen, I mean, to test people or examine their past history to make sure they are suitable for something. Are you suitable to be around me? Right? Are you suitable to be around me? Or are you trying to come around me so you can steal what I got? Are you trying to come around me so you can try to take my position so you can be king? That's what the, that's what the devil wanted. Right? That's why he got kicked out. Are you trying to come around me to take what I got? Huh? Are you trying to come around me? To steal off of me and put it on some, I'm gonna take this off of you and put it on that one and this off you and put it on that. You a thief? Why are you around me? Would you have something like that in place? Or would you just let those that will, everybody just come in? Yes, I just, I wanna be around people so much because it determines who I am, how many people is around me. So yes, just let everybody come in. Everybody, everybody. Or would you have a screaming in place? Well, those that are wise will have a screening in place. And Abba has a screening in place. So when people say, yeah, you know, you can just, you can just do whatever you want to do and God love you and he do, but that don't mean he's going to let us around him. Why? Because he loves us unconditional and he loves us where we are. You're a thief and I love you. But I know you're a thief. No, you're not going to be around me. You're a murderer and I love you. But you're a murderer and I'm not going to let you around me. As a matter of fact, because you didn't repent, because you didn't believe my word, uh, there's a place meant for you. I've already, I love you so much until I'm not just going to let your soul wander there are many people, they would rather just wander. I would just rather my soul just wander in the space. No. Because Abba love us so much, I have the two, two different homes for, for the choices that people make. And you're either going to be in this home for the choice that you made, or you're going to be in the other home that I prepared for the choice that you made. But I love you enough. Yes, I love the world. I love them enough. To put them in, in one of these homes that I made.
we get to decide. Is it a fight every day? Every day. To understand that this world is not our home. Do we live in it? Yes. But it's not our home. It's not our home. And people are leaving by the droves. We want to make sure that we are ready and we want to tell other people to be ready. Amen. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. All right. Love people. Love God with all our heart, mind and soul. Because people are really leaving this place. People are leaving and they're leaving younger and younger and younger because people feel like they're invincible. Nothing's going to happen to me. People are leaving here. So we have to be make sure that we know what does it really mean to follow Jesus? And if I don't have the true follow, Lord, help me. Help me with this follow because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to believe that I'm following you and I've been following a nut talking about they were following you. Well, the Lord's going to say, I gave you the word of God. I gave you my word. You chose to listen to another man. You chose to listen to another woman. You chose this, but I gave you the word for you to read for yourself. When they said, you know, it didn't take all that, so I didn't do all that. You still had the word. I gave you ample of examples of what I meant when I said, follow me, that you were going to have to give up stuff. Right? What does it mean to follow the Lord? And are we following him, saints? Because now is the time. Now is the time to make sure that if we don't have it right, amen, that we're working on getting it right. Amen. Saints, look, it's come down to the hour. All right. It is one eight. It's an hour and 18 minutes we've been on. All right. So we're going to go ahead on and get off of here. I want to say I love you so much. Amen. And until next time, be blessed. In Jesus name.